Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's go to our friend Ty Don, longtime NFL writer, the author of The Blood and Guts, How Tight End Save Football. Ty, what's up, buddy? Good morning. Bill, what's up, brother? How you been? Hey, hey pal. I'm great. Uh, true or false, Brock Purdy's the best quarterback of all time. <laughs> He's got the best nickname of all time. I'll give him that. I, I like the uh, the nickname. I like George Kittle's celebration. It's, it's hard to beat BCB. Is he... Um... It's a it's a game. It's really a half. But in terms of giving the Niners real opportunities to be in football games going forward, to, to what degree, based on the limited amount of time you've seen this guy out there, do you believe or not believe that Brock Purdy can, can do that, Ty Dunn? He can absolutely win the NFC. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo was Jimmy Garoppolo was Jimmy Garoppolo. He took this team as far, in my opinion, as he could take them. That, that night in South Florida when he, he had Emmanuel Sanders wide open, Kyle Shanahan draws it up, um, that, that should have been the game winner, and he couldn't hit him. Um, that, that's the ceiling. And it's no knock on Jimmy G. I mean, he's tough, and um, he's endeared himself to a lot of the teammates in that locker room. Uh, he's a, he's you know, a, a solid placeholder that can distribute the ball to the playmakers there. I don't see why Brock Purdy can't do that. I mean, when I when I talked to Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, and those guys in the Miami locker room a few weeks back, and uh, they were adamant there was more talent there than San Francisco, and they believed they had a quarterback who could who could sling it. I mean, they were telling the truth. Mostert was telling the truth. Uh, I I don't know. I I don't think it's really a step down. I think if any team can withstand a, a season-ending injury or a significant injury at the quarterback position and still contend, still win. It's that machine in San Francisco as long as they can stay healthy because obviously they beat the hell out of their players there more than any other team. Ty, you, you take that defense in San Francisco, you take that coach and what he's capable of, of designing offensively. What does this team look like if they have, if Trey Lance is even remotely what they thought he was going to be or they, they have an actual quarterback? Isn't that the bummer of all bummers that we've just kind yeah. of forgotten about? I mean – that that was probably one of the storylines I was looking most forward to. I think everybody was just dropping this this extraterrestrial like talent at the quarterback position in that offense with what Kyle Shanahan does. I mean, this is somebody that could have could have ran you know 15 times a game, could have thrown the 50, 60, 70 yard touchdowns. I think that the system we the, the term system quarterback quarterback is just. Um, demeaned way too much everybody's a system quarterback i was just talking to kurt warner about this it drives him nuts like every great quarterback has played in a great system that's just how it is i think trey lance in that system it could have been something special and you just hope that he can recover from that injury and and be, be i guess be what we projected him to be he hasn't played football in forever Remember, he basically missed his last year at north dakota state and only played one year at north dakota state so 
he's kind of like this Manchurian quarterback we haven't really seen yet. But in theory, with that staff, with that team, with those weapons, it could be something special, but who the hell knows when we'll ever even see it. Uh, talking to Ty Dunn here on the show. Ty, Seattle's overachieved this year, I think, for what most of us expected they would do. They sit at, what, 7-6. and six. What do you expect from, from the game tonight? It's, it's a prove-it game for, for Seattle. I mean, if we want to consider this a legit contending team, A, you probably should beat Carolina. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, the big loss, but what, what an opportunity to just – you know, show what you really are uh, against a, a team that we're penciling in to the Super Bowl. It's either San Francisco or Philadelphia in most, most people's minds. So um, if they go out there, if they beat San Francisco with Geno Smith, I think we all have to take Seattle seriously. If, if not, if this regression kind of continues, um, I think it, we can easily dismiss them as just a, you know, a neat story that uh, a team that was a little bit better than everybody expected, but, you know, isn't really going to go anywhere anytime soon. Ty, you um, you brought up system quarterbacks and whether or not that is a slight or, or just a reality of being in the NFL. Micah Parsons is not a – he does not have a vote, but if he did, he would not be voting for, for Jalen Hurts' MVP campaign. When it's all said and done, that's the criticism. When you look at, at, at Hurts, is, is, that a, is that a reasonable thing to, to doubt his excellence because he's part of a system, or do you think Jalen Hurts – is one of the one or two or three best quarterbacks slash players in the game this year. He's the best quarterback in, in the game this year. And I I tend to agree with, with Kurt Warner. We, we, we just spoke about Jalen Hurts for a while, and I, I thought he made such a great point where he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's got the athleticism, pound for pound. I mean, good luck tackling this guy in the open field. Got all the kind of stuff we saw last year. But this year, man, he is working one to two to three it's not like he's locking into A.J. Brown. No, he's working it to all these different weapons that they have in Philadelphia. And I don't know, this is the laziest criticism to, to call somebody a system quarterback. I mean, every, every quarterback needs a good system. And Tom Brady was a system quarterback. Joe Montana, everybody. You, you look at the offense that they played in, it, it, it accentuated their strengths. It's what we see with Tua Tonga-Viola, with Mike McDaniel. And obviously they need a counterpunch now, but the system – is taking advantage of his anticipation, his accuracy. And, and yeah, Philadelphia's system, it's not just this, this ground and pound that incorporates the quarterback. I, I feel like um, it's kind of like, you know, with, with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, the, the step that we've been waiting them to take with the passing game and the route concepts. I mean, yeah, Philly can run and they can use Hurts as a runner, but their passing concepts are, are pretty complex. They're, they're working it to different receivers in some creative ways. So, um, yeah, I think the Hurts is the MVP. I mean, look at their record alone. He's winning games, and, and now he's you know stacking some signature wins. And I think he gets the, he gets the edge over Patrick Mahomes because Mahomes has still kind of had those moments where, you know, you see that quarterback we saw lose to Tampa in the Super Bowl where he's just running around a little too much, trying to improvise a little too much instead of taking that throw that's there. Hurts is making the right decision almost every time. Ty, one of the things about the NFL that I think makes it so remarkable is its its capacity to surprise. It feels like in a lot of sports, in a lot of sports, there's not as many surprises as there used to be. Favorites tend to win, and I could go through the other sports and sort of go through the examples. But, man, I, I think I've got my arms around something. For example, Baker Mayfield is washed. I think I, I think I figured something out. And then Baker Mayfield, couple days with the playbook, flies from one coast to the other, gets on Thursday Night Football last week, doesn't look amazing for big chunks of the game, 
and then plays the hero. It's a game. It's a single game. But does it change the spectrum with which you think Baker Mayfield could resurrect his career, the likelihood that he could still have a future in the NFL? Yeah, I know. I, I, I've always been staunchly pro-Baker. And, you know, the for most of this season, just kind of was like that Homer Simpson meme, just like fading into the bushes, just you know, <laughs> kind of just tiptoeing away from that take. And then he goes 98 yards on about 40 hours with the playbook. And, and you better believe I'm going to swagger right back in with that. You know, it's, I don't know. I've, I've always felt like Baker Mayfield just, he's, he's got all of those intangibles that you'd ever want in a quarterback. Guys love, love playing for him. He's mentally tough. He's physically tough. He's just, uh, I don't know. If, you, if you've got to put together a 98-yard drive, I feel like he's the guy on, on a short list of quarterbacks you, you'd want to do that, and he proved it. Um, and he had the great rookie season, and then he took the step back. And then he takes the Browns to the playoffs, which you cannot take lightly because they've been a joke of a franchise most of these two decades. And he did it. He got him there in a system that worked for him, and then he tore his shoulder up the next year. So I, I really thought that Cleveland should have just you know, ran it back one more year on that fifth-year option, seeing what they had, and, and make a decision from there. Um, I, I do think that Carolina, with Ben McAdoo and everything they had going on there, it just wasn't a good fit. It wasn't a good offense. With Sean McVay and the Rams, hey, it, it's it's not hyperbolic to say he's got a chance to prove he's their quarterback beyond this season, these final, what, four or five games. Because we don't know what's going to happen with Matthew Stafford. Hey, he won a Super Bowl. He's got, what, what four kids? He's got a wife. He's got a life. If, he, if he's looking at his situation and says, you know what, I don't want to get this neck surgery. I really don't want to, like, mess around with the neck and continue to, to get hit in that pocket. No thanks. I got the ring. I've got my legacy secure. I'm going to walk away. If, if Baker can show McVay and the Rams anything, um, why, why not? Why not run it back and, and make that your quarterback in 2023? Who wins more games next year as a quarterback, as a starting quarterback, Baker, Mayfield, or Aaron Rodgers? I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll say Mayfield with the Rams. I don't really? know. Really? Because there's just so – there's it's a toss-up. There's so much uncertainty with Aaron Rodgers. I think it, it sure sounds like, if you're reading between the lines, like Green Bay will just kind of – do whatever Aaron Rodgers wants to do. I mean, they've been following his lead since July of 2021 when they kind of ceded power to the quarterback and gave him a seat at the table and traded for his buddy Randall Cobb. I mean, he has carte blanche there, and I I just have a hard time envisioning Green Bay doing the right thing and moving on with with Jordan. I mean, they're not even going to play Jordan Love in in meaningless regular season games if they're eliminated. It sure sounds like it'll be Aaron Rodgers' show the rest of the way. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, they've got a really rough cap situation. Um, who knows if Rodgers wants to play, if he wants to retire. There's just there seems a lot, a lot up in the air there. So that's a very lukewarm answer for you. But I, I like no, Baker, I liked so it. We'll go with Baker. <laughs> I love the bit. Ba- hey, get out of that hedge. Uh, Ty Dunn here on on CBS Sports Radio. So th- there's a rule, right? Generally, a rule in the in the so-called coaching fraternity when a job is filled when, when someone has a job you're, you're not really supposed to campaign for it even if you want it that is my that is my sort of opening context for what do you make of, of the rumors that Sean Payton would like to coach one of the two LA jobs in terms of its appropriateness and, and just in terms of its likelihood 
given the fact that one job is filled by a guy that wants to be there, Chargers, and one guy is filled, one job is filled by a guy who, who we know has thought maybe about stepping away, but is currently in that job. It was weird. I feel like this stuff just, it, it, it's always happening. I mean, Tim Mercy is just, you know, talking to his, his buddy Jeff Saturday during the season that makes him the head coach. Like, as crazy as that's not, I feel like these owners are always talking to coaches. These coaches are always talking to owners. There's so much stuff and so much tampering happening behind the scenes, and everybody just hopes they don't get caught. So, if, you know, if, if McVay or Staley or the Rams and the Chargers, anybody at all had any problem with that, like, tough. Just go win football games because I, I, I think that the idea of tampering is pretty hilarious. It's such a high-stakes business. And you've got to win to keep your job and to put fans in the seats. I, I almost just assume that Sean Payton's talking to everybody that Sean Payton could possibly be talking to. So I don't know. If anybody's if anybody has ruffled feathers over it, they probably should just kind of get over it. I, I, t- I tend to think, though, that, you know, they, they get it. If you're in the game, you kind of get it that your, your owners and your bosses are, are probably always talking to other people. If you're Sean Payton, what job do you want? Like, if you're if you're Sean Payton's advisor and you're looking at the jobs that are going to be open, Denver comes to mind, and, and the jobs that, you know, maybe L.A., where, where are the places you would point him toward for his own career and his own happiness and his own likelihood of success? Man, I guess I, I probably would rather coach, uh, you know, my old high school team, the Ellicottville Eagles, over the Denver Broncos at this point. You really want to... <laughs> At this point, do you really want to coach Russell Wilson and have no draft picks? I mean, I'd sprint directly the opposite direction from there. It's Justin Herbert. It's the Chargers. I mean, Herbert, he's maybe the most physically talented quarterback in the NFL. He's just the most visually pleasing to watch. It's entertaining to see what he can do at 6'6", athletically, with the big arm. It was just sublime how he completely eviscerated Miami on primetime. I mean, He's a guy I think that every coach will want to get their hands around. Um, hey, Brandon Staley was back. That was the Staley that we saw out of the shoot as a head coach. So he, he made all the right calls. He pushed all the right buttons. Uh, I, I really think that that could still work with him, you know, if he can kind of figure out when to go for it and when not to on fourth down. Uh, we never really know what he's going to do in that department. But if you were to pick, if you had the choice and you're Sean Payton, I think you're, you're coaching Justin Herbert 10 out of 10 times. Ty Dunn, the talented writer and NFL insider, the author of The Blood and Guts, How Tight Ends Say Football. As always, buddy, love the time and appreciate the perspective. Are you getting hammered with some with some of that snow? Are you everything good out in your neck of the woods? Yeah, we're good here. I'm actually in Orchard Park, New York, uh, at a Starbucks as we talk right now. It's raining. It's raining right now. It's really, really crummy. But, uh, yeah, we're looking at about a foot of snow close to Saturday okay. night. So. Bills, Dolphins, we're going to learn a lot. We're going to learn a lot about uh, Mike McDaniel, Tua Tungaviola, uh, their Highmark Stadium. It'll be interesting. All right, buddy. Thanks for being on. Hey, thanks for having me, Bill. Always appreciate your time. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.